Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, here this morning in the grace of God to share with you, to break bread with you. Don't forget, this is the table where we eat of the body and the blood of the Lord. I know we used to do it physically when we take bread and wine. Don't forget, the only way you can eat of his blood and or drink of his, I mean, drink of his blood and eat of his flesh. What that ceremony signifies is the death of Christ. Because once you separate blood from the body, death occurs. Don't forget, life is in the blood. Even the scripture says that. So what the communion means is the death of Christ. But you are not eating the body of Jesus. Neither are you drinking his blood just because you drank bread and wine. To eat of the body of Jesus and to drink of his blood is to eat, is to understand what the death means when I feed you with the revelation. So I'm saying this this morning because what you and I are doing actually partaking of daily communion. Each time I feed you Christ, I teach you who Christ is, what his death means, what his burial means, what his resurrection means, and you accept that, you are eating it, that is communion. I know people will fight, they will argue because we have so much left Christ and become like native doctors that today we use communion to provoke prosperity. We use communion to do a lot of other things. Again, forgetting the meaning, what it is supposed to mean. The communion was a type and a shadow. Once the more they celebrated that, they were being reminded about the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Don't forget what I say, the meaning of the bread and of the wine, the bread representing the body, the wine representing the blood. When you separate two of them, death occurs. So what they were celebrating was a commemoration of the death of Jesus. So this morning, don't forget, each time you and I receive of the word, the word that teaches you who Christ is, what his death means, what his burial means, what his resurrection means, you are eating of the body and you are drinking of the blood. So when we share this every morning, that means you and I are partaking of communion every morning. Now notice this. I can open the Bible and teach you about Esther and teach you about Moses and teach you about Elijah and open the Bible and teach you how you can become a billionaire with the Bible or teach you how you can be a God. Now, all that is good, but don't forget that is not of the body and the blood of Jesus. For it to qualify as communion is that the message contains, the message is about Christ. When you consume of this knowledge, you are eating him. You are eating his body and you are drinking of his blood. Praise God. So I want you to understand that each time you receive these messages that explains to us who Christ is, you and I are daily partaking. You and I are partaking of daily communion. 
and I bless the name of the Lord by this simple way, just this little studio and WhatsApp, we were able to do this or partake of this communion all around the world. We have people who are listening from uh, US, Lagos, Germany, Abal, Ghana, all over the place. So we can come together. Beloved, this is what it means to be at the table of the Lord because what brought you and I together is not is nothing else but the revelation of Christ is the message about Christ that brought you and I together in this community. So this table is the table of the Lord. And as I will encourage you, and I have often encouraged you to reach out and invite other people. When you send out the message, you are inviting more people onto the table of the Lord. For you are confident what they will be served. You have been following me for some of you for more than a year since this broadcast started daily. We have taught you nothing else, but we have fed you of who Christ is. We didn't tell you about your uncles, about your ancestors, about your perceived enemies, about your shortfalls or your weaknesses. No, we tell you the way, the truth and the life. Who is the exact representation of the Father? Praise God. So welcome to this communion of the Lord. This is what communion is supposed to be it is not to go and drink a uh, 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 soft drink and eat bread so that you prosper that is that is something that um you know i hope that as we go on the church will start to you know understand how far away we've moved from the lord so guess what happens people come they eat of communion and i don't want to scare you anyway because that is eating of communion without understanding, which is what Apostle Paul warned about when he spoke about communion. They have made, they made the communion table. Don't forget those days. Why was Apostle Paul talking about the communion thing? He was so upset because they were eating, not understanding the reason they were eating. That's why he said, before you eat, examine yourself. To know that you know what this thing is all about. So that you don't bastardize it. So that you don't use it for drama. So that you don't use it for something else. So because otherwise, people will come and partake of the communion and make a ritual out of it. But they don't know what the meaning is. They don't understand the meaning. Don't forget. Let me repeat one more time. This message was not about communion this morning. But as it's coming out, I'm sure it's helping somebody to have a better clarity. Praise God. The communion is when you are served the message about Christ. You eat him. And what is the message about Christ? The message concerning his death. Don't forget communion, the separation of blood and from the body means death. It's supposed to be that when a man comes to the communion table, he sees how Jesus died and what that death means for him. That's the essence of communion. Praise God. Amen and amen. Okay, now that I've gotten that out of the way, let me begin this morning. I'm still going to go back to Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 that we read yesterday. But let me go back. There's something I was sharing with them in the um, in the life clinic uh, uh, fellowship yesterday. I was telling them that there is something that is a mystery, right, to man. It's open, but men are blind. Almost everyone is blind about this. And I have mentioned this before. We wake up every day to get better. Now, I tell you the truth. Even the arm robber who wakes up and starts to plan how to go and rob a bank is trying to get, get better. They want, they think they didn't get that money so that they can get better. 
Even the the Ron's girl who uh, wakes up and takes a shower and go and look for hood is trying to get better. Everyone wakes up. You want to uh, if you're if you're single, you want to get married. If you're married, you want to have children. If you have children, you want to raise them well. You know you're going to work to provide for your family. Also, everybody wants to get better, and all the things that we are doing is to get better. Sometimes people do it in a good way. Sometimes they do it in a bad way. Even those who sit down and gossip about other people, they are trying to get better because they are trying to make themselves look better than someone else. Okay, so everyone is trying to get better. The only difference is this. There is a man's way and there is God's way. I've said this a long time ago, and but it begs repeating so that you will understand why it is important that Christ is revealed to you and that because you can only be revealed when Christ is revealed. Why is it important that you know yourself? And so watch this. Man's way is to try to gain more things, do more things, maybe move to a different city, trying to get better or get more education or get more money or get more wives or get more husband or get more children or travel abroad. Notice that all of these are outside factors. Notice that all of these are outside factors. And that's why our beloved uh, uh, Papa who had gone to be with the Lord Bishop Benson Dahosa, we say that a lizard in Nigeria cannot turn to a crocodile just because it landed in London. Why he understood what we're saying now that it is not about where a man is, it's what is going on inside of that man. If a lizard moves from, from Nigeria and relocates the lawn to London, that lizard cannot become a crocodile. The only thing it would become is a lizard who drives a better car, a lizard who grows fatter because there's plenty of food to eat, a lizard who lives in a place where there's light, consistent light, maybe a lizard who can get more education. So it will become a much refined lizard, but a lizard, whether it is refined, whether it is fat or small, a lizard is a lizard. Whether the lizard speaks phonetics or speaks broken a lizard is always a lizard now this is this is what he was saying this is exactly what he saw and this is what he was saying so man tries to improve his lot by outside by making changes dropping old friends making new friends starting new businesses um going to find more work or looking for how to change man tries to improve himself from outside circumstances and outside forces but God's way is the opposite. And I've explained this earlier on. Jesus clearly said this out. When you see a fruit, he says, don't bother about the fruit. Look at the tree. Because the fruit is coming from the tree. What you see in the fruit is what represents the tree. And so somebody who is always struggling financially, that is a fruit. But where is the fruit coming from? It's coming from the man. Somebody who is always having problems in relationship. No one stays. It looks like it's not working. Never worked again. Everybody looks like it's against you. Uncle, that is a fruit. Where is the fruit coming from? It's coming from deep inside the man. So you cannot fix that problem by trying to get another or more relationship. Without fixing the tree. If you fix the tree, the man is good. That's what Jesus says. Bad fruit comes from bad trees. Good fruit comes from good trees. It's as simple as that. 
And don't forget, when Jesus talks about the tree, that means the man being the center of the problem here, what he's talking about is the heart of the man. For he says, out of that man's heart comes all kinds of thoughts and imaginations. And of course, you know, when he speaks about the heart, the heart talks about your consistent pattern of thoughts, your imaginations, your emotions, your affections, and your will. Let me go back again. When we say heart, don't forget, we are not talking about the physical organ. We are talking about your consistent pattern of thoughts, your wills, your my imagination, your inspiration, your aspiration, your affections, and your will. All this put together is what your heart is. And that's what the scripture now says, as a man thinks in his heart, so that man is. I was sharing with them yesterday something about money. For example, it is a poor man. You know that you are poor. Oh, let me say this clear this morning. You know that you are poor if the only thing that you think money is useful for is just to eat, buy more things, build house to live, drive new car. That's poverty, right? Because that's a self-centered way of thinking about money. And those who think about money that way hardly breaks that barrier. You may be able to find money to do those things. Until when you are, oh man, it will make sense now where the Bible says, enlarge your tents, enlarge your coast, draw a more, stretch forth, stretch to, he's talking about stretching of our minds, stretching of, stretching of our spirit, right? When you start to see that it has more need or more useful itself, more value for greater things, for greater things beyond, okay, you don't need to be wealthy to, to eat or to live in a house or to drive a car. You don't need to be wealthy, okay? So, so when you now look at it clearly, man tries to fix the fruit. That's what I'm talking about. You're having, a bad, you're having bad relationships. You try to get another one. You are trying to fix the fruit. You are poor, right? You don't have money. You are looking for more job, new business, move to a new city so that you can get money. But without ever addressing what is going on inside of you, for what a man is inside is what comes out. Praise God. No one can teach you the gospel of Christ consistently except Christ be in his heart. When I began teaching, people wondered, how can this man preach of one subject every day? How can he teach of one thing every day? If you notice, if you've been around some churches, you know, the message is never consistent because they're always looking for something to say. Today is about prosperity. Tomorrow is about your uncles. Next, tomorrow is about witches and wizards. Uh, the other time is about prayer. This other time is about offering. Uh, this other time is about, uh, oh, going to have rapture. Rapture is coming. Rapture is coming. This other time is never consistent. You have to have Christ in your heart to pour him out consistently for what is in a man's heart is what that man gives. Have you noticed that? It doesn't matter what I teach you, I come back to the same place. Praise God. I'm just giving you this as an example, okay? So, so again, for maybe there are those who joined us this year. We used last year to say bye-bye to excuses. Stop blaming your uncles. Stop blaming the country. Stop blaming the war in Russia. Stop blaming back and forth. And look at what is going on within you. So, Every message of Christ is designed to show you who Christ is so that when you see him, then you can see who you are. Why is that important? 
so that you will change the way you think about yourself. Don't forget, as a man thinks in his heart, so that man is. If that man thinks consistently that he's Christ, he becomes Christ. If that man's affection, emotion, and will is centered on Christ, then the fruits of Christ will start to manifest from that man. That means his tree has become Christ. But how can that happen if you don't know who Christ is, beloved? And this is why the message is so important. Because when you hear, you know that, no, success is guaranteed. You are not a failure, cannot be a failure, will never be a failure. I know I was, I pointed this last Sunday when I was coming to church those days and I said to them, I am not a sinner, I cannot be a sinner, will never be a sinner. It didn't make sense to a lot of them, but now it is making more sense. How can I be a sinner when I have been raised from the dead? That's not possible. Uncle, in case you are still doing it though, make I just tell you, it's not humility, it is ignorance, it is foolishness for a man who is in Christ to say, oh Lord, I know I'm a sinner, please now daddy, just forgive me of my sins, whether it is sins of the right hand, of the left hand, whether it is sins of the, the ones I committed knowingly or knowingly, uh-uh. You are, to, you are not being humble. You are not being spiritual. You are being totally ignorant. In fact, you are denying that Jesus died. That's the best way to say it. You are completely denying that Jesus died. No, what you call yourself is what heaven calls you. Remember what the scripture says, that we think about the realities of heaven. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1, 4, since you have been raised to a new life. I love this, beloved. The Bible says, do, no be saying, I mean, talk, the Bible says, since, that means it's been done. You have been raised, not to the dead life, the life of Father. If I have sinned with my right hand or my left hand, knowingly or knowingly, please, you know I'm a poor chestnut, please have mercy upon me. That's a prayer of Adam. You and I have been resurrected from that to a new life with Christ. Why is it with Christ? Because we were co-crucified with him, co-buried with him, co-buried with him, co-resurrected with him, so co-seated with him. That is why with him we have a new life. Don't forget, you have a new life. Don't forget this, friends. Don't forget this fact. And why must we repeat this over and over again? Because the success you're looking for is in you. The good marriage you're looking for is in you. Everything that you want to be is in you. You want to be a billionaire is in you. You want to be man, someone who affects policies. There are some certain things that are dear to your heart. For example, one of the things that are so close dear to my heart is our is to my heart is education. What we feed our children is mostly junk. And I can tell you that right now. We cannot continue to allow children to be fed with the kind of thing they are feeding them. I am one of those, those people who believe, and I say this strongly, that the school curriculum must be changed. Let me keep saying that. Maybe one day, as I say, I will connect to somebody else who is passionate about this. Praise God. Now, you now see why it's important that policies are changed. You now see why it is not good enough that you and I stay one one corner, one corner inside our room and be saying, uh, uh, you know, we claim territory. No, the territory to claim is outside. Praise God. Because when you mold children with the wrong information at that point in their life, it takes a hard work to mold them. In fact, in fact, a lot of them never recover. 
for the rest of their life. That's what I'm talking about. This That's how important this is. Oh God, don't forget, we have been raised to a new life in Christ. The more you see yourself, the more the more you see who he is, the more you see yourself. Praise God. And so what do we do? We set our sights in the realities of heaven where Christ is in the place of God's honor at his right hand. Don't forget to oh, what is the picture of heaven they, they give to us? No sorrow, no tears, oh, perfect life. Oh. That is the picture of heaven they give to us. So oh. hey, don't forget, if that does not make sense to you, go and read Isaiah 53. It tells you that he has taken my pain and my sorrows away. So I'm no longer believing no pain, no gain, right? Oh, if you don't travail, you cannot prevail. If you cannot, if you don't travail, we cannot prevail, uncle. That one is, is rapo, is rapo. Don't follow them. Oh, I'm just trying to tell you the truth about it is that there is one who has traveled for me. He has traveled today. I prevail because Christ has traveled for me. There is no amount of another travail that I can travail that is greater than the one that the perfect son of God has traveled for me. There's no other amount of sacrifice or suffering I can suffer that can come minutely closer to the suffering that Christ has suffered for me. I take his perfect suffering to be for me. And now I ride in the place of his glory. May this make sense to you. May your eyes see this and may your heart embrace it. Then you see the transformation that's about to occur in your life. I've gone. I don't want to get started again this morning, so my time is off. Let me stop here, and I'll come back to you again tomorrow. The only thing you owe me, beloved, I have never, since I have done this, we have never demanded anything from you, except one thing. Open up your heart to receive. Next thing, spray the message. If you do, you are inviting other people onto the table of the Lord. Don't forget I don't know how it got to you, but someone sent it to you. So you be that someone that spreads the message across to other people. Totally. If there's something you are not sure of, something you need more understanding, do me a WhatsApp. You have my direct contact. Do me a WhatsApp and let me, I will take my time. I will take a whole day, if that's what it requires, to explain, to make sure that you are in the same place. Praise God. Don't forget this morning you have been served. Shalom.